0: Welcome to Where's Jesus with Pastor Todd Peavy on Reflecting Christ Podcast, where Pastor Todd and I look at where Jesus shows up in the Old Testament, book by book. I hope you enjoy the show. So yeah, in this book, uh, you may have to help me. A little bit. It wasn't it's a different type of study as far as looking for it is looking for Jesus. Uh I mean the overreaching figure is the priest. So Ryan. I figured I mean everything on that list basically can falls under Right. can be described as we unpack Sure. What the priest is. Well he's really
1: it's it's different than like looking seeing him in in uh, you see rather just in a name you see within those sacrifices you see him within those ordinances mm-hmm. and especially within the priesthood i mean that's that's what leviticus i mean it gets its name from the tribe of the priest right and um, so you definitely see christ presented
0: as the high priest right so what is the purpose why why does god even put this out and what's the purpose of a priest well you think of you know, if you really think fundamentally of what did Christ
1: come into this world to be, well, you know, what's been promised all along was the Messiah. So, which just same as Christ means anointed one. Mm-hmm. And so Christ fulfills the role uh, of being anointed in the three offices, that of the king, that of the prophet, and that of the priest. And so it's really in Leviticus that you see the the reality of what does not only the priesthood mean, which bears significance to us because we, in Christ we are a kingdom of priests right. and, then, and then who is that high priest and so as, as you look for Christ in Leviticus you really see him in one of his fundamental roles when we say Jesus Christ what are we saying we're saying Jesus the anointed literally we're saying Jesus
0: the anointed king the anointed prophet and the anointed priest. So what's the deal? Okay, so let's um let camp out right there. We are described as a kingdom of priests, but what makes him the high priest and us the kingdom or or, or, or individual right. priests? Well, or a uh, priesthood. So, but right.
1: you know, if you think about it, what does what you say? What is a king? What is a prophet? What is a priest? You know, they're words we use, but what are, what are, what do they really do? Their titles. What? Yeah. What? But, are, you know. What is the function behind that title? Well, in the case of a priest, a priest brings man's need to God. That—that's what a priest does. In—in in essence, it is a—in uh, uh, a lot of ways, we use the word mediator. Okay, we know Paul talked about you know there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So, we we see that role as the high priest. Um, when you see the, the the priesthood described there in. In Leviticus and and in and the other books of the Torah you see you see that one high priest that went in on the day of atonement that was the one that could that literally stood in the gap for the people um, one of the reasons like now in the church is as us being a kingdom of priests means that we can bring petitions to God individually um, at any time at any time this is one of the things that the that when the uh, Roman Catholic Church started to really just or really to form up and to compromise is it, is it tried to make itself the instrument of grace. That's what Martin Luther rebelled yeah. against that yeah. he had been taught all of his life that the church was the instrument of grace so you had to go to the Father. You still have people to this day that go to confession. Right. They sit in a confession with a what? Well, what they think is a priest so that that priest can make intercession between them because they feel like they have to have somebody in the gap. Well, the truth is, yes, we have to have somebody in the gap between us and God. Well, ultimately, that's our high priest. And then he's made us a kingdom priest so we can pray. We can pray in Jesus' name. And we can bring needs, petitions. You can pray for me. I can pray for you. You know, one of the primary reasons not to go into the labor, but one of the reasons, like here at our church, I don't preach in a robe our choir doesn't get up when they get up in formal clothing It's because you we we want to teach that youngest believer that there's there you don't i don't need to go to somebody quote unquote special right to get to g i can go to god because indeed we are a kingdom of priests. and of course that it's very beautifully laid out in all of the all of the Positions and the needs and the places that are presented in the book of Leviticus. That a lot of times does can almost be, oh, this is very tedious. We got all these, but but you have to recognize it's it's covering depth, depth of sin, depth of need, depth of you know, and so it's a picture of this very complex uh, reality of man's need being mediated by Christ.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the things that, like you said. Well, it can get very overwhelming for somebody who's trying to study through Leviticus It's just this color that color, mm. this number, that number, mm. this much that much, right. not this, not that and it's and you're almost like i you know at this point I have the I'm under the impression that God's very, very meticulous, and the situation that without a mediator that we're in is. Well, yeah. When you look at the
1: real, the holiness and justice of God, and that let's say how we talk about sin, how it offends that. right. How does God justify us justly right. when it talks about a Christian? If uh, if 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 uh, you know, if we find ourselves in sin and we confess our sins, He is faithful and what just, and just. Right. So it has to be. It, it, it has to be covered. It has to be dealt with. And so the one of the things I've always seen in all the complexity of all those sacrifices and the offices and how everything's to be built and done shows that the absolute perfection that's required, but also the absolute depth of the problem that Christ fixed for us when he, as we think about his priesthood, when he
0: stood in the gap for us. So how do you, how do you equate the... Complexity or the vast variety with depth. What do you mean there? With what now? With depth. You said you see what you see. How, I see depth. I see how.
1: I see how meticulous, how perfect, the justice of God is, the the holiness of God. Um, it when you when you see that depth of everything that as it, it portrays a picture of Christ doing for us. You know, when we say, oh, I'm saved, well, that's a simple statement. Right. But salvation is a is a, I mean, you know, there's 16, 15, 16 things specifically that God does for us in saving us. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of regeneration. Well, there, there's an aspect. Justification, there's an aspect. Remission, There there's an aspect. Well, then when you go, like in Leviticus, you look and you see all these offerings. I mean, what are there, 16? Seventeen mm-hmm. different uh off the top of my head offerings that were were made well they 're all covering these different areas of God bringing us back in, God forgiving us and 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 making us holy in so many areas because you know my sin can be against you there 's also the trespass offering you know trespassing against the what God had told us to do, mm-hmm. you know, and you think of you know sins and iniquities and trespasses, and how deep and how broad sin is. Well this sacrificial system was a picture of that being very inclusive and exhaustive. Well, what's that sacrificial system a picture? Of? It's a picture of what Christ did for us. So while it's simple for us to be saved, it's not necessarily easy. Right. <laughs> right. You know, because the justice of God has to be has to be satisfied. Has to be satisfied, and so that's what you see Christ. Because, like within Leviticus, you see so much of the reality there. He is the high priest. He's also the sacrifice. You know, it's almost like in John when he said, "I'm the door of the sheep, and I'm the good shepherd." Right. Because it's only Him that can cover all these this multifaceted
0: approach to reaching us, saving us, and meeting our needs. You know, it also reflects how complex we are, and what we do, and what we touch. It's amazing not just you but yes. my family or everything what, yeah. yeah yeah. when you
1: look at all the layers but then again we're created in the image and likeness of God right? and uh, so you know it is a uh, especially like when you're reading Leviticus you know for the person that's listening to this and want to go find Christ in Leviticus is when you're like wow whew, this is overwhelming wow there's a lot here well wow there was a lot that Christ did for us when he saved us yep. I mean, for us to just casually say well, you know he paid for my sin Yes, at every level, past, present, future. You know the offense, the trespass. You know the the uh, the the hurt that it brought on on innocent, the hurt that it brought on ourselves. You know, all of that is is covered in quote unquote the detail of what you see in Leviticus. Leviticus right. always covered me when I first started to read my Bible. Every time I started out to read my Bible, you know, you always want when you're young, you want to start Genesis and read to Revelation. We always got bogged down with Leviticus. Right. I, I can make Genesis and Exodus okay because I can make it through the stories, you know, yeah. a little bit. But then Leviticus, you get into that absolute reality of the depth that Christ went. And if you see that, then when you see purpose in everything God's doing, because God don't ever say anything without
0: purpose. Yeah. True. Uh, why couldn't a priest go into the... whole? Well, first of all, what is the most holy place, the holy place? Well, what does that represent? Okay, so you have
1: the... You, you know, the, the New Testament tells us that the, the 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 tabernacle was a picture of a heavenly tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So even therein, you know, it's very symbolic. So you see this area, let's say we're... And for an omnipresent God, it's hard for us to say that, that that's where God was because God's everywhere. But let's just say in the very essence of his being, he 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 does everything out from a throne and a throne room, as it were. So that picture is is the picture of being in with God in the in in, in the in the purest sense, for lack of a better way of putting So that tabernacle was a place inside the tabernacle. You had the holy area that only certain people could come into of the priesthood, and then you had you had that holy of holies or the or the holiest area, however you want to call it. Holy of holies is how it kind of usually gets because it's within a a space that was that was sanctified, set apart for holy work. Then inside of that was this picture of where God was. The veil is there. All of those things, of course, especially as you read your New Testament, you see. Okay, this is a picture of here's God within this holy of holies. Here's mankind because of our sin, we're separated. Right. And then, what's being done for us to to what's being done for us to be able to come into God's presence? And so, you know, you see the temple, the veil in the temple when Jesus died on the cross was torn in two from top to bottom, kind of from God to man. So, what what do we see in Christ? We see a way into the. We see a, the, the fellowship and relationship restored. And it was kind of a picture of here's the reality of heaven. Here's your need. And this this separation caused by a holy God and a sinful creation. Within it was, like we had talked about last week, within it was the Ark of the Covenant. Well, there's that picture. Here's God. Here's the mercy seat. Here's here's mankind coming up to the law and, and failing. And so here's this picture of where God is and where man and God meet. How how can that happen? Well, there's to be a mercy seat.
0: A mediator. A mediator. Yeah. A sacrifice. Well, all them sacrifices you read about so much sacrifice. But then the gap closes and then we are we are as Christ face to face, frost on Theon, right? Yeah, we're John in it. one one. Yeah, we're in any.
1: That's the thing where we have to recognize that when God saves us, it's hard for us to get our mind on it. It's almost like considering I was talking to somebody this morning, about. it's like considering the Trinity itself
0: mm-hmm.
1: that when when we think of heaven, we think of our future state, we think of being in a glorified body, but yet we're literally in God and so we're already there now though. yes, yeah, yes mm-hmm. as we're seated together in heavenly places, and so we're we're in it we never lose our identity but we, but we actually become one in it's what Christ prayed for in John seventeen. That they would that we would be in the same relationship with christ that he is with the father so yes there's father son holy spirit but yet they're absolutely one and that he calls us into that you know we, we have this idea of heaven and the best part of heaven is walking down a golden street having a you know fancy mansion or something right that's 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 simplistic it's it's the reality of literally being in god that's why when the pharisees come up there and you know jesus you know they, they you know, they wanted to kill him and why you want to kill me well you know what good thing have i done you won't kill me for because you said things you said because you made yourself people with god and he said well didn't, didn't the psalmist say are you not all gods well you know just fried their eggs they didn't know what to do with it but he's talking about that reality of that's what christ has saved us into so when you think of the holy of holies and you think of that veil and you think of god mankind being allowed as it were to christ into that we're not just in God's presence, we're in he brings us in him. I mean how many times does the word of God say in Christ? Right. Not around Jesus.
0: In. In, 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 in. The essence is who he is.
1: So anyway, I didn't mean to run off on that.
0: No, it's fine. Uh so why what what was the significance behind why the priest could only go in he couldn't go in whenever he wanted?
1: Couldn't go in whenever he wanted.
0: He could he only go in the on Holy the day of atonement. Of the yeah, into the Holy of Holies. So why?
1: So once a year you had, you had the Day of Atonement. Well, you're, you're primarily, you're looking at that picture of Christ making the, the intercession, making the covering for mankind. The blood only went in there one time, one time a year. You know, Christ died once, half right. one time. Now mankind, you know, the writer of Hebrews said, if you know, if those things that, if the, you know, the, uh, the blood of the sacrifices and the sprinkling of an ashes of a heifer could have, uh, you know, could have saved us, they'd be offered unto this day. But they were pictures of things to come, and one of those pictures was a a high priest going in before the Father and making intercession for the sins of the people. You know, yet if you think if you read back in that, look at how many washings, ceremonial washings, that the high priest had to uh, had to go through right. to before he could go in there. Well, did that all those washings literally? Cleansing of sin? No, but it was a picture. It right. was a picture. So you know, you read, you know, you're forever reading about, you know, a pomegranate and in a bale and a pomegranate. You know, and you're like, wow, what is all this? But you know, that's so that man rattled when he walked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if he went down in there, who goes in there and gets him?
0: They drag him out. They drag him out.
1: Yeah. They drag him out. So, so, but it was a picture of. Literally, he wasn't, you know, sinless, but he's a picture of one that would be and who would go in there presenting like well, there's another case of that christ is the sacrifice and he's the presenter he come in with the blood well the blood he presented was his own but he's not only the sacrifice he's also the priest that brings it and only the capacity of god can do something like that but that but what that is it's that picture and the people were we're, we're especially for that day of atonement we were brought to that point of recognizing this is a need mankind has. It's special. It's not something that was, you know, a lot of things were done in the temple every day, every day, right? You know, never could ever change. This was changed out. That was changed out. That kept burning all that, you know, that kind of thing. But, but that, that one deal was that I believe was a picture of
0: Christ going in once, once and for all. So that's what, that's, that's, that may pot well what we suspect is that's the picture that God wanted them to understand was so one time one time one time so that that you recognize what
1: would happen on within the pages of history with us with the benefit of of Christ being on this side of calvary is we look back over it and we go oh sure right oh obviously Christ revealed it yeah Yeah, I mean I'm looking back over here at my library right there you see a red book there that says the tabernacle and from one end of that thing to the next it is nothing but all the things that are pictures of who Christ was and how Christ was symbolized all through the let's say the Levitical system since we're talking about Leviticus here and and it's just it's now it's almost like oh yeah oh obvious oh look at there you know but God was setting all all of that up because it was it was this complete and total picture of how he saved us and and I think one of the greatest pictures of of the fact that Christ died once and for all and that is sufficient is the picture of that that high priest once year going in on that day of atonement. Uh
0: So some of Aaron's sons took incense that wasn't authorized, I guess.
1: Yeah, they, right. they
0: yeah, they had, to, they looked up, what was their name? One was N, one was Abahu, I think. The other was N-A-B.
1: Anyway, so... I mean, it's, they, it doesn't they necessarily, necessarily have anything to do,
0: with, well, I guess, with the Lord Jesus, but... Well, you, oh, well, you know what it does? And it... it, it there's a part there. There was a
1: part there where God told them that 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 fire was going to be offered perpetually, right? They burned that stuff in that in that tabernacle and later in the temple continuously. Okay, God told them how to do it.
0: Well, that's one of my questions. Why does the uh, why does the fire uh, for the sacrifice though? Right at the at the altar. Right. The, fire of the altar has to stay burning.
1: Has to stay burning.
0: That fire had to stay burning all the time. It was, but then, if, these two priests, are, what I was saying was they, they mixed something that was They, wasn't they either mixed or some scholars think that they set the
1: fire outside and brought it in. Uh, perhaps so that people could get a... pit uh, Maybe, you know, recognize how sp- special or spiritual or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lots of scholars think that that fire burning was a picture of... The perpetual worship of the Lord, and they tried to, in some way or another, um, uh, either get personal gain out of it for pride's sake or whatever. Uh, the the primary thing is, I think that they just didn't do it the way God told them to. Right.
0: Um, so I think they kind of trivialized their. They business. trivialized it.
1: Well, they we'll do it the way we want, and we and we have to. You have to recognize with all of that stuff being a picture of Jesus being our salvation. No, you don't get to do it the way you want. I mean, we have a choice. Our choice is we can come the way God has told, told us we can come through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. But we don't have the option of another way. That way is perfect. Right. It's like I have the will of whether or not I can be saved or not. But the consequences of my salvation are not up to me. Right? They're up to God. And so the, the picture there, and a lot of that is is you, you cannot circumvent it being done God's way. And doing it another way, as if we would improve on it. David goes to bring the ark back into the his into Jerusalem, loads it on a cart, gets it pulled with oxen. Well, frankly, it was a more convenient way, right? But it wasn't the way God had said to do it. Right. It ultimately led to it shaking. Mm-hmm. When it went to shaking. Uzzah, who grew up around it, was too familiar with it. Reached out to grab it. He didn't do anything to be to do anything bad, right? Right? They and God killed members. him. God killed him. Why? Because He wants us to understand that there is a way. Well, if you look at the we were talking about earlier, the complexity of the sacrificial system being an absolute perfect way of bringing salvation through Christ ultimately to mankind. That's a perfect way. It don't need to be changed. When we change it, we go oh. Well, we elevate ourselves to the position of the Savior instead of the savior. Mm-hmm. And while you say, well, Todd, that's a very small technicality. Well, look, God killed two men over it. Yeah. So that me and you and those of us listening on this podcast today can go, okay, his way is perfect. So you're taking church today. Church is, you know, we get it in our head. Well, yeah, Jesus plus something. Well, Jesus plus, but if you're really dedicated, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Well, we add Jesus plus nothing is salvation. Jesus plus anything is heresy. Right. Well, and that's a picture of, you know, those two fellas lost their life. <coughs> I don't know if for bad reasons or for, they could have been for, you know, selfish reasons. They did. It could have been they wanted people to. Have an idea of what's going on. Look at this picture of how we worship God perpetually. You know, they might have had great
0: intentions. I don't know. It brings to mind the holiness of God, the the otherness, the separateness, the set-apartness of God and his creatures. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's what just jogged in my mind when you said that was, you know, us trying to mix what we are with what God has set set. And
1: all of a sudden, it's not holy anymore, right? You know, yeah, it's impure. It's well, yeah. You, you think of you think of old Solomon talking about the, you know, the the perfumer, you know, uh, a dead fly, mm-hmm. in it and it ruins the whole thing. You know, I don't want to eat a bowl of soup. That's only got one fly in it, <laughs> right? I don't want the whole bowl of soup because it had that one thing in it, right? And so, we. We have to recognize that God's way is perfect. The way he set us up, it doesn't need improvement. What them boys didn't understand at the time was there was an aspect of what Christ would do for us in salvation that's perfect. And they made it look imperfect. I mean, look at Moses. I mean, here's a man who talked to God as if we're face to face. And, you know, God says, hit a rock. And then God says, speak to the rock. And you're mad and you hit the rock again. And that little thing kept him from going to the promised land. I mean, you know, you know I talk, you know how I talk cotton picking, man. Forty years he led them people around out there in that wilderness. And guess who ain't going into the promised land? Right. Now, not that he's not in heaven. We know he was transfigured before the Lord, but what we do see is that picture of Moses do it the way God said, because that way's perfect. That's the perfect way. And uh oh, I'm going blank on them guys' names. I'm gonna lose my mind. So, I, I just know one starts with an E and one starts with an A and uh but so here's this picture of for whatever reason they did it for bad reasons selfish reasons or maybe what they thought was absolutely ways that would bless god and help people the truth is they took it and they twisted it and when they twisted it they corrupted it and in some way or another you make christ look imperfect and if he's imperfect
0: Sounds like what covered. Saul did like King Saul. Saul obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, that's right. That's right. Well, what do you think of what got Saul? I ain't
1: waiting around here. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get I'm gonna make me an Ephod and I'm gonna get in. God had never called him to be a priest.
0: Right. The man
1: probably had no idea that what he was trying to do was make himself look like Jesus. Because mm. there's very few kings and priests in the book of uh, in the Bible. King priests, yeah. Yeah, right. And there's not a one of them that's king, priest, and prophet. You know, you think David was a prophet? He's, look at how much he wrote. All right, but no no record of him doing the work of a priest, right? Because ultimately, the only one that could have been close would have been Melchizedek, and that was probably Jesus anyway. Right. So, but there there in is this picture of, hey, wasn't the guy just trying to do something good?
0: But if ultimately he, if all see, of this see thing, but with that mindset right there, we lose. The holiness of God.
1: Yes, that's right. We corrupted. You know when you used the word a while ago talking about holy, you said separate.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you know what does sanctified mean? We're set apart for holy things, right. especially when you consider a lost humanity, a lost creation, all right, a, a sin cursed creation. Well, you're you you definitely notice how set apart holiness is. It's different, right? There's 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 where He is and who He is. And there's where we are. And we have to, for us to be the fulfillment of our creation, to be in God. And that comes through Christ and his way. God could have saved us every morning. Right. But he couldn't have saved us with no higher price. There's no, no doubt of that. And and he couldn't have sent in himself a better savior. Anything we do that corrupts that puts our little Tinge, and without knowing it, so many times we
0: we blemish the appearance of the one who would be saved. It, it just it keep I keep coming back to the same thought that that when we do so, try to add something to it, we lose the value and the whole point at all. That God's saying, "I have come to do this you, for you. You, you." you right,
1: because it's, it's it is inwoven into our sin-cursed nature that we can add improve fix in some way God's perfect plan we have to insert self right and that's the opposite of being humble and a broken and a contrite spirit the lord does does not despise but we can fix this we can we can do better we can improve we can make it more efficient whatever anytime we add that because it is it is Christ plus, nothing. That blood sprinkled on that mercy seat and there's mankind's covering. It doesn't need to be the perfect sacrifice and my money or my time or my willingness or me, me in agreement with it because we try to elevate ourselves to God. Whenever we do that, well, what do we do? Who are we acting like?
0: Right. We're acting
1: like Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan wanted to elevate himself to that same deal. And so, you know, at the heart of it is pride. Right? At the heart of it is pride. The, the part behind every false religion on this planet is pride. We can do it. Every religion on this planet say, genuine Christianity is based on doing something. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that calls itself Christianity that's just based on doing something.
0: Well, I mean, we can even... Because we're really not depending on Christ. We're depending
1: on Christ and a lot of our other stuff.
0: Right. Well, help me understand why he puts the blood on the ear, the thumb, and toe. <laughs> now that's been, a, that's been a something of. Um, I mean, I kind of see
1: them. Well, okay. Within the Bible, typically you're talking about the right side is the most favorite side. Tip with most people, most people are right-handed. You know, I think one of the funny things is, is, is that you know, just about all of us have one side of our body that doesn't work as well as the other, one, and we're all okay with it you know and so so it, and most of the time it's, it talks about the position of strength and so uh, uh most most will say that I've read think that that has to do with the way the word of God needs to be heard uh the the way of God needs to be accomplished we need to be doing the hand uh we need to be walking in his precepts in his path with our feet mm-hmm. um uh just about all scholars I've ever read with it think that that talks about it kind of head to toe as it were really the, the uh, whether it's in our senses or in our ability or in our way that we are we are covered we are surrendered uh, but now beyond that that's
0: all we get in the scripture because the scripture doesn't tell us why it's, it almost sounds like it kind of covers from head to toe like you said the function of the priest Yes, like in in uh, in Exodus when he was talking about uh, a priest being there to discern between holy and unholy and things like that, right? And so you hear the request of right. the people, and then by action they're taking the sacrifice before the Lord, whatever, hey, and they right. and they in that way mediating, right? And then however the, the feet typically most that I've read
1: believe that that's talking about if they think it probably references the way of our life walking in the precepts of god Mm. you know especially when you think to the old hebrew when i said your walk well when i said if i said to an old hebrew your walk he he would immediately think about his way of life the way he's going right right so you know since we live by the spirit let's walk in the spirit well what's paul saying since we've been saved let's live like we're saved Mm. our walk our life lifestyle the old people back in King James's day would have said our conversation, our way of going, and that's what with the blood on the on the right big toe is was a picture of that. Now, I think that's what it is, right? That's what. <laughs> I, gonna, I don't want you or anybody that's listening to
0: us think different. Uh, I was thinking on my way over here. The different the two different things that they were anointed with was oil and blood. Mm-hmm. Now what's the difference in the two?
1: Well, blood typically you know, you think about the blood, the life's in the blood. So right. there's there's the covering. Oil, when you see it in scripture, just about every time you see the function of the Holy Spirit. You see the anointing of the Spirit on, in, or far. All the the prophet, the priests, the king were anointed with oil. Okay, and so it, it, hence, really, it's, it's word Messiah, Anointed One. Right. Okay, and it is a picture of of the Holy Spirit. Think of the New Testament where uh, where we're told uh, if anybody's sick, let them go to the elders of the church and they'll anoint them. And typically, of course, we think of that being oil, and we anoint them and we pray for them. And some people use that as a. Um, I don't want I don't want to sound ugly or I mean it kindly, but some. Some groups kind of almost use that like an incantation, you know. It's it's it's, but it's it's a picture. Um, the oil. Some people take it and go, well, it doesn't really mean anointing with oil. It means give them medicine because they used oil, oil and wine a lot of times. You do not really have anything else, so you know. Uh, I don't rub it with this, you know, man. <laughs> Help it. I mean, we know like olive oil, you know, something like that. You know, a bad wound. You know, it keeps things moist and you know that kind of thing but anyway beyond that the picture is, is of God being on, and like I've told, anybody, I've told everybody I've ever anointed with oil is that you recognize this is not saying okay God we're going to do this and you have to do it what we want right. what we're saying is, is we want to follow your will in it here's a picture of me I want to be covered by the presence power and will of the Holy Spirit and I'm willing to take this however you want. This is my desire, but more than anything, I want to be in your will. And if it takes my death to accomplish your will, then here's my life. And so, uh, so when you see that anointing, like you say, it, it, you know, those coverings are typically blood or oil. And one, I think, is definitely, I mean, obviously, a picture of salvation. And the other is pretty much, if you look at it, you see it being something or someone being, Completely and totally under and in the will of God, and when you know the beard, the all run off of his beard, then it's a picture of him being filled, him being overflowed uh, with the presence and the will, the volition of God.
0: So the blood to purify and to to, to make holy, right? Yes, and then the oil to represent the power yeah and the setting apart yeah you know um,
1: you know the the the, the 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 work of being sanctified apart
0: for, for so holy service. the reason why my mind is here is because I think about how Moses took all that blood and splattered it on the people mm-hmm. yet he didn't splatter them with oil no right no no you and then but with the priest in his position mm-hmm. It's anointed to that position, you know. It goes back to that,
1: to that, that, that the, the 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 root behind who Christ was. Uh, and I just used his, I just use Christ like it's his name, even my own self of who Jesus was. Within that office is an anointed, set apart, specific office, and anybody that was anointed with all like that typically was going to be fulfilling one of those three roles of the kings were anointed you know the prophets were anointed you know and the priests were and they're all a picture of that
0: ultimate high priest high king and high prophet you know I didn't even think of this earlier but was the very first generation were they the only ones that got the blood on the right side I, and then everybody else after that just got oil. I can't. I can't even remember. I Brother, tell you the truth. You brought that up. I think it was that first group.
1: Well, it happened in Exodus with Aaron and then with his sons in
0: Leviticus. They're told to do it. But well, I, Aaron because he's the high priest. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I. I'd have to I'd have to read back through it's almost like a setting up of the system and setting up of the system on. what happens first
1: like me and you what happens first with us we're saved mm-hmm. and then we're filled with the spirit and then dwell and you know I mean obviously obviously a Christian dwells a priest
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of us we are a kingdom of priests there's no that is as clear as anything it's ever in scripture, even in the book of Revelation, where the King James uses the words and kings and priests to our God. I mean, just about everybody that looks at that that translation there, you know, any newer translation translates it a kingdom of priests, you know, because that's really specifically what we And we know Jesus told us we could pray. We right. pray who? In the name of the high priest. Right. You know, not, not, all, not all believers will speak as prophets, some will some may lead, some, some don't but we all we all are connected into the priesthood of God now again those listening here lots of there's lots of Christian denominations and ways of thinking that don't believe in the priesthood of belief, but the, to the most evangelicals do and I I mean I think it's one of our most fundamental distinctive I can pray without the help Of any man, woman, boy, or girl on this planet. Or any man, woman, boy, or girl that's in heaven. Or any angel that runs around. Or Mary trying to talk Jesus into doing something for me. I don't need a co-redemptor. I don't need a co-mediator. I I am who I am in Christ. See, to me that's just clear though. It's clear from scripture. But when you're trying to manipulate people. Mm -hmm. And manage people. And get people to conform. The easiest thing for me to do is to tell you without me, you can't go to heaven. Right. Then Colby Newmeyer, do I not in essence almost own you yep. eternally? Mm-hmm. So if I tell you if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm not going to bury you in my special cemetery. You can't, you don't get to take part in the resurrection. Well, you'll pretty much go along with anything you got to go along with for your three girls to get to go to heaven. Right.
0: Game. Money-making scheme. Right. Money-making. Making that money. My two grandparents died. I wondered how many of my, all my that side of my family is Roman Catholic, and I, you know, I wonder. Well, so much you know. of it is
1: what they know and what they don't know. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, one of the, I mean, you if you think about some of the, sorry about that, some of the greatest amount of. Uh, uh, sorry about that I looked at that that guy's had surgery I want to make sure everything's okay he did? yeah everything's great um, he commented on one of the sermons uh, online the um, what was the talking back? what that went on?
0: oh what they know and what they don't know what they, they know and
1: what they don't know take one of the greatest set of persecutions that ever came across from anybody came across from when the church in it's organized form east and west but particularly in the western Roman Catholic group um, you know they, they they just went around killing everybody it was translating the Bible mm. right uh, so Wycliffe and all them guys Tindale, Tindale, right so well what's that about well you know well, the weirdest thing is you read that Bible went from the Hebrew in it to the kind of the end of it after the Babylonian captivity the Chaldean parts of it uh, the uh, the Greek, it's all street language. It's all, con- it's not classical Greek. Okay. Because why? Because it was written for people to understand. God wants us to know his word. Well, what happened? You know, dark ages come along. We don't let it get out anywhere but Latin. Heck, nobody's even speaking Latin anymore except in the church. Well, why? Because coming up with all these different ideas and if I don't have a, a population out there in the church that knows different, Right. I mean, you know, you think of those corruptions and compromises. They didn't come along in one day. They didn't come along when all of a sudden Constantine says, hey, y'all come here to the meeting. Let's get this thing organized. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to legalize Christianity and we're going to support it with state funds. Well, there were a great many that came to it, right? They were already willing to compromise with the state. Now, to their credit, they've been through 10 pretty hard persecutions. So I'm not here to judge them. Mm-hmm. But very few stayed out of it. Well, what happened? You didn't have all the, you didn't have the celibacy of the priesthood, the deification of Mary and all those things. They didn't happen at that first meeting. They happened over hundreds of years. But they happened to ask people, most people were illiterate anyway. And then you had all these people, they can't even hear it, read it in their language. And then so you got the priests selling indulgences and all this kind of stuff. Well, then when the Bible starts getting printed in the language of people and people know it, they're like, whoa. Right. I mean, you've got even in America today a large portion of de- de- denominations. Their people don't bring Bibles to churches; they bring prayer books. Really? You know what? What? You know, I had guys went. What's all these prayer books y'all bring? Ain't hey, prayer books. man they bring up Bibles. Everybody bringing their Bible. Well, why? Because that's what you should know the truth, and the truth should set you free. And so, you you had these 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 huge corruptions going on to what oppress, manipulate make rich, you know, same old thing this world's always run on. Right. A few with everything,
0: and a many with nothing. Right. Right. So. I, when I, I was witnessing to a guy, I don't know, six or seven years ago, on a construction site up there in, the, at the airport, before I started working for Old Dominion, and, uh, he had come out of New Orleans, from the hurricane, and he was living up there, and he used to be a Roman Catholic, and, uh, well, I had these guys together, and I was trying to read the Bible to them and stuff. And this and this guy was there, and we started talking. And he said, he said, if I would have never stepped out from under the Roman Catholic Church and read the Bible for myself, I well, what would you I'd know? Be lost. What would you know? Right. You know, the thing
1: is, if I if I can take if I can take ignorant people, they tend to be more superstitious anyway, and then give them superstitions. Well, you know, I can kind of. I've been in the Philippines where you, I guarantee you, I, I've seen lots of people profess Christ that won't get near that baptistry because they don't, you know, some do, praise God, they believe God enough to separate themselves. But then, you know, the well, you get baptized again, you can't be, you can, the only people to live going to heaven from here is in that cemetery. All these other cemeteries, nobody's being resurrected at. Well, if you don't know, you don't know. Really? You know, at the heart of the day. You know the thing is that if somebody will will trust Christ, Christ is great at saving people in spite of mankind's best efforts, mm-hmm. and that's that's true even in even in even in this church. There's things we mess up on we don't know about or we're ignorant of or we don't put enough emphasis on, but the reality is, is who Christ is can save them. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I met a, I mean, our staff evangelist was led to the Lord two weeks before he was wounded during the Battle of Quezon by a Roman Catholic priest. Father Robert R. Brett died two weeks after Jim was wounded, he was killed there during the Battle of Quezon. That man went foxhole to foxhole, service to service, and was killed doing a service. They got shelled, and he was killed. And he he's telling people about Jesus. You know, he's an ordained Catholic priest. I mean, you know, so... You know, Christ said some, you know, some preach them, we, we preach them honest and some preach out of contention, but Christ is preached, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And because that's the name of that saves.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Where's Jesus with Pastor Todd Peavy. I pray it blesses you in Jesus' name. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can find us on Facebook at Reflecting Christ Podcast.